for things on the skin. Okay, four men with skin diseases, leprosy, were at the entrance to the gate. They said to each other, Why just sit here until we die? If we say, Let us go into the city, we will die here. Because the famine is in the city, there was famine. But if we sit here, we will also die. So now, come on, let us go to the Arameans. To the Arameans camp. If they let us live, we live. And if they kill us, we die. So the diseased men got up at twilight to go to the Arameans camp. When they came to the camp stage, they discovered that there was not a single man there. Can we go on? For the Lord had caused the Arabian camp to hear the sound of chariots, horses, and the great army. The Arabians had said to each other, The king of Israel must have hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to attack us. So they had gotten up and fled at twilight, abandoning their tents, horses, and donkeys. The camp was intact and they had fled for their lives. When these men came to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent to eat and drink. Then they picked up the silver, gold, and clothing and went up and hid them. They came back and entered another tent, picked things up and hid them. The human mind. When they said to each other, We are not doing what is right. Today is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until morning light to be punished, let's go tell the king's household. These men went and called to the city's gatekeepers and told them, We went to the Arabian camp and no one was there, no human sounds. There was nothing but tetra horses and donkeys, and the tents were intact. Please come over. The gatekeepers called out, and the news was reported to the king's household. So the king got up in the night and said to the servants, Let me tell you what the Arabians have done to us. Doubt. They know we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide in the open country, thinking when they come out of the city, we will take them alive and go into the city. But one of the servants responded, Please, let's. Take five of the horses that are left in the city. And like the whole multitude of Israelites who will die. So let's send them and see. Two chariots with horses and the king send them after the Arameans and they say, Go and see. So they followed them as far as Jordan. They saw that the whole way was littered with clothes and the equipment that the Arameans had thrown off in their haste. The messengers returned and told the king. 16. Then the people went out and plundered the Arabian camp. It was then that six quarts of fine meal sold for a shekel and twelve quarts of barley sold for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why stay here till we die? I like us to look at another scripture, Joshua chapter 3, 14 to 16. This one is shorter. 3. 14 to 16. When the people broke up to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people. Now the Jordan overflows this land throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carried the Ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge. And water flowing downstream towards the tail. Rising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zeratan, and the water flowing downstream into the, into the sea of the Arabah was completely cut off. 
and the people crossed opposite Jericho. Praise the Lord. Amen. There are times when you get so pressed, like I painted in the beginning, and you don't know what next to do. Like Moses, who was about to cross the Red Sea, and saw that the Egyptians were after them. And Moses did what? Moses began to cry out unto God. Is it that there are no graves in Egypt that you have asked us to come this far so that you will embarrass us? Have you been in that situation where you feel like there is no more hope and that the next thing that will be your meal, you know, they are just come and say it now, that breakfast, everybody will chop up. You know, you are in that situation, you feel like they are going to serve you breakfast and you don't know what to do. The Lord spoke out to Moses and asked him, Why cry out? Why? Are you crying? Why? Speak. Praise the Lord. So the job that is what I'm talking about is breaking out. Taking that step. Taking action. Just a few days back, I was discussing with my friend. I will say to your friends, you need to add actions. We are in a situation where our faith needs to be so dead. The only currency that can help us to survive in the times where we have found ourselves is the currency of faith. It is out of fear. And I begin to question our Christianity, including myself. When we get so scared, if there is a little dream for us to make. When we so discuss the kidnappers, the bandits, so much more than the God whom we serve. It's a question mark on our faith and an expression of our faithlessness and the fear that has so engrossed us. But the Bible says that I have given you the spirit of what? Love, boldness, and courage. And not the spirit of fear and timidity. Am I speaking to someone tonight? Yes, sir. I am as well speaking to myself because I know that after this night, the situations will no longer be the same. You cannot be stopped. Have you not heard or don't you believe that even when they hold on you, there are the mention of the name of Jesus that every knee does what? Ah. There are people that they bring for sacrifice and they say, send back this one. Send back this one. And you are of, of that kind because a price has been paid for you. He says, I purchased you with my blood that is quite expensive. So if you understand your position and you understand who you are, there are certain fears we should not entertain. Praise the Lord. Amen. So looking at the story of the man who told us why stay here until we die. There are some of us that nothing is left and all you do is cry in the night. When I lost my job after the wedding, after the marriage, as I told you, my wife never knew that I had troubles in my heart. Sometimes she will leave and I will stay back and as a man I will cry. I will cry. Because I didn't know where the next money will come from. There are bills that are coming and piling up every day. And you must live as a responsible man. And as God will have it, I am one of those who are privileged to marry two women. She was sustaining me with her own income. Of course, I didn't tell you. By the time I married her wife, she was richer than me. She was earning <laughs> three times my salary. But that same coat that I was wearing was what gave me confidence. It was my coat 
can convince. Praise God. <laughs> Not for money because I didn't have it. So when that situation came, I didn't know how, but she was managing to give me. When she leaves, I will cry. And I didn't also know that she too was crying. Until the day I got her, crying for me. God, you know when you pray and you feel you're praying, but it was a cry. God, this was not how you made it, that a man should be responsible for his family. Because she saw that I could not provide, I couldn't make any impact. I was working, I did what I could, but it wasn't working. So why stay here till I die? I had to jump on my feet. And the only person at that time who still had an office was my friend Ken. So I told myself I would never stay back in the house that I was always wear my suit and come to New York where his office was. I didn't have money sometimes to come. I would come to his office and from there we'll come to fellowship. Sometimes I would have to pay home. And if I privilege somebody drives me home, and that day is like Christmas. Praise the Lord. So this was the situation of these four lepers. That they didn't know what else to do. Is it not better? All die that die. All die that die. It's more like saying if I perish, I a man in my neighborhood where I grew up saw challenges like this and one morning he woke up and said, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? That's, you know, in the movies they will tell you it's not up to this point. Hello. Maybe the waters are drowning you. Maybe the fire is burning you. And in the midnight after now, you will go home and you begin to cry. There are people connected to you in the hospital and there is little that you can do about it. This morning a man woke me up with his call. And I didn't pick. As soon as I after prayers, I saw his message. My son is in the hospital and requires blood. And this man has no cover. You watch your child die in your hands. The, the unfortunate thing about this case is that this man, this is a common thing. He is always in trouble. He's always having challenges. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even it's not his making. But that is the situation where he has had is a common is a common thing. And in that situation, you see, that's the point where people get to and they feel like there's nothing else to do. Than to just end it. I don't know. I hope that there is nobody in that situation here. Even if there is, the Lord is delivering in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, the leopard saw the situation, but there is something that they did that I want to highlight. They did not consider their helplessness and the leprosy as a limitation. So in your situation, what have you been considering after limitation that will not allow you to launch out? We are so comfortable with excuses. My father said that the easiest thing for anybody to manufacture is excuse. But what would you tell your children, what would you tell those who are looking onto you, that the reason, because I wouldn't have been a graduate, 
going by my background and the way things were going, I had seen those. After PJR, after that, so I decided that I won't suffer with them. At least my elder was that I won't suffer, but I won't go to that kind of school. So there are people and situations where you find yourself, you just feel like, what, what is the point? Praise the Lord. They do not consider their limitations. That you will not have money is not an excuse. What I told myself is, if I don't go to school, what would I tell my children? Would I tell them that my parents didn't have money to send me to school? Would I tell them that the economy was not fair enough for me to attend school? What would be my excuse? And let me put it the other way. If you die a wretched man, what would you tell your generation? Is it that the Lord is not sufficient in his provision? Or that you are lazy in taking actions over the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. Hello? So what would be your excuse? But this man didn't send every form of excuse. They didn't consider their purpose. If I die, I die. And they launched out. Of course, when you mention leprosy in the scripture, leprosy refers to sin. Leprosy refers to sin. People who are lepers are sent out of the city and they are given homes just like we saw during COVID-19. And people were being quarantined. Quarantining started from that time. So if you were lepers, they will quarantine you. And these people didn't see that as a limitation. They had to do what they had to do. Praise God. But I don't know what it is that holds you. I don't know what it is that is your own limitation. Sometimes it's not that you're lazy. Sometimes it's not that you cannot do what others are doing. But there is one particular thing that has so held you bound. I read a book that says there is a closed heaven. Closed heaven. Over certain people. I have a, my eldest brother had a friend. I don't know if it was true, but then it was a claim that the guy was a highway robber. And was coming to our house. Stay at past times when there wasn't anything. Until one assistant commissioner of police called my dad and told him that this guy you have is a highway criminal that will have his reports. But I do not want to call for his arrest because of your person. And the guy was asked to leave my house. So when my father called him and told him the whole situation and told him, look, look, we can't keep having you and blah, blah, blah. So the guy, the statement he made is what made him really want he has been working. He is not quite brilliant, but he has done a lot of things, and all of them, the family seems to be rich, but are not paying attention. And maybe he resorted to what he was doing at that time. But what he said was, There are people that the heavens have actually closed over them. Your destiny is already bright, bright and colored. But there is no manifestation. There is no evidence to your sonship and your rightship. There is nothing that can show that you have actually been through things. You work hard and there is little for you to show about. Praise God. My mom was so concerned about the relative and was telling me that I should come and let us sit down and fast and pray for this person so that things will change. That somebody held him. That he is bound. 
Praise God. And I'm not in doubt whether someone is bound or someone is not bound. But one thing I need is that knowledge is what sets us free. They let us realize their situation and they awoken their consciousness. And that was how their liberation came. So sometimes it's not about who bound you, it's not about the village people, it's not about the charms and all of those things. They do not have effects on you if you believe. Praise the Lord. Now, all things have been given through prophecy. If you look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, All things have already been given. All things that pertain to life. Whatever you need, God has provided it for you. If you also go to Psalm chapter 16, verse 5, it says that God, you are all that I need, and you give me, you are all that I have, and you give me all that I need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are all that I have. You, okay, this is another question. You are my portion and my cup of, of blessings. You hold my future. So what would have been the future of those lepers if they remain in their place, if they didn't take action? There is a future for you. There is a future for your family. There is a future for your business. There is a future for your ministry. But until you wake up to take steps, you don't get into that future. It is already ordained. It is already destined. It is waiting for you. The same was the case of these members. But they stood until they realized that they could do something and they took that action. Praise the Lord. The other thing is that your strength is immaterial. What would have been the strength of the lepers to get into that ground or into the field or into the city? and to overcome the men that their country or their city dreaded just for the past. What was their strength? Their strength would have been very little. Am I correct? Very little strength and nothing to show. Of course, the past. Imagine the past walking without their fingers and toes. Imagine their step and how they would be. It's a double movement. They would have, they would have managed themselves into the city. And I'd like to tell you that the grace is not for the sweet. Yeah. And it is not for the strong. Yes. But it is of God. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. It is not of your strength. Yes. So sometimes you don't need to assess yourself and compare yourself with, with the challenges that are existing. It doesn't matter. And if you can even bring it down and make an analysis between Goliath and Joseph, who is the strongest? Yes. Huh? Joseph. No, no, no. Goliath. Joseph and Goliath. Who is greatest? Joseph. I mean, giant, the, the Goliath was a giant. And he killed the lions, right? He was killing the Philistines with, with the jaw of an animal. And only him can finish an entire army. He was a strong man. Sorry, Samson. Sorry, Samson. He was a strong man, but he collapsed. And his fall was disgraceful. But look at Joseph, who didn't have Abobi, and there was no strength. Till today, the story of Joseph is being celebrated. Are you with me? So sometimes it is not about your physical strength, but it is about your intellectual strength. Joseph had intellectual, he had, he had character, and that was his strength. There are many of us that what is keeping us where we are today is lack of character. 
sure that among the four lepers, there is one of them that would have been the leader. Who brought the idea of let us go and the other three joined him? Hello? I share with you how I was a contract staff and I had other contract staffs. Are we saying something tonight? So sometimes it's not about how much is in your pocket. Because with money, I couldn't have done what I did. That I was controlling even my manager. It is not about how much that you control. It is about the character that you have. It is about the person that you have become and who you have developed into. There are people who lack serious integrity when it comes to finance that you can't even deal with them more than once. Such people till today are lepers. Praise the Lord. Leprosy erodes your character. Leprosy erodes what makes you a man and a bona fide child. Whatever that challenges your authority and challenges your sonship and rightship is a leprosy in your life. There are people that the only thing you may even take if at all is they are just good money. And any other thing that comes from that mouth, you need to go and verify. In fact, you have to swear to that it before you will take anything from them. So strength, character, is required. And I'm sure the leader of the lepers have that. And one other thing that has kept many of us in the spirit of doubt, spirit of doubt. And there is this thing that whatever you say and you continue to say, you will do what? Attract it. That is the, it's called the law of attraction. When someone wants to make a trip and he comes to tell you that look, I am afraid I may have an accident. Can you pray for me? Please, rather than pray, cast out the spirit of fear. Are we together? It is an inner fear that will eventually acquire the accident that he is trying to avoid. So deal with your doubts. And when Elisha told them that look, that the, 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 the corn of cereals will drop by the following day, they never believe it. And I'd like to remind us tonight, nothing is impossible with God. You, your situation is a possibility. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. They may be waiting for you to fail. And it looks like nobody has ever done it before. They say that what people have never done, they are the things that I like to be doing now. Hello? Right. Yeah, what the place that nobody has ever done is the place that I want to be doing what? I want to be going now. You can't be exceptional when you are in the flock, doing what others do, and then you want to be. The world is full of distractions. We are looking for men who are potential. Men whose stars are shining. They are the people that we are looking for. Praise the Lord. So deal with all your doubts. For we have not received the spirit of timidity. Nor the spirit of fear. Praise the Lord. The other thing that is a concern is the spirit of self-pity. Self-pity. You just sit down and analyze the situations and feel like if I had that good day as my father, I would not have been here too. If I had the opportunities that you have, of course, you know, we would not have been at the same level. But I'd like to tell you that the same opportunity you imagine everyone holds, 
have a better opportunity. He said that he makes a way even in the wilderness. And that he causes water to run from the rocks. Where you never expected it, that's where it happens. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is this thing about the second place we read. He said that they are to cross the river Jordan. After the experience of the Red Sea, when, Joshua, when Moses had gone and Joshua was to lead them across the Jordan, that the sea was an impossibility. And the Lord spoke to him, telling him that, look, when you carry the ark and get into the river Jordan, by the back of it, stand there. Praise the Lord. Of course, there is a movement. And when they got into the waters, that all the springs and the rolling waves, they were all held still. Praise the Lord. So what God is asking of you is that you take actions and move. You don't need to cry like Moses was crying. Lord, you want me to perish inside the Red Sea. Praise the Lord. Self-pity is a serious limitation. There are people, even as we are speaking, all we do as South Easterners is that they didn't give us presidency. And I was listening when they were doing the debate of the NBC that night. And those who came out and they were saying that what is, where is the justice? Where is the justice? Where is the justice? I listened to them and I told myself that this is wrong. That was the wrong time to ask for justice. It was a time to sell yourself. You have the opportunity to tell your capacities and what you're able to do. And not a time to wear and cry. Many of us on the social media, even in the election, we're all crying and wearing when there are opportunities for Many of us don't even have BBC. Praise the Lord. We don't have BBC, but we are willing. We are crying. Self-pity. We have been denied of opportunities in the security architecture. The Easterners are not there. In this one, the Easterners, this one, Easterners, what are you doing? Self-pity. It will take you to nowhere. Praise the Lord. I refuse to announce it. 
It was Ken who gave me a call and said, Guy, announce it. My dear friends, the reason for telling you the story is that the presidency of the Rotary Club is just for one year. And then he will step down. I accepted. On the 4th of September, my installation was done. That one year has been dotted with superb and mind boggling results that no one can doubt the excellency of the God that we serve. In the short one year that I have been the president, so much has so happened. Firstly, I have been able through the presidency giving scholarship to 28 students for three good years in a school where I don't know anything about. 28 students, male and female, who have done several projects, who have gone to hospitals, prevented malaria, giving mosquito nets, all of those and all of those. We have gone to primary school, the doctor or two, close to 400 or 500, and we took care of their stockings, their sandals, their shoes, everything, everything, everything that we did. And we got a partnership with an Australian club that is even actually inviting 23 members of my club to go to Australia for an installation. So much has so happened. Just the last history conference of the club, my club won seven good awards in one year, and it has never, ever, Father, I want to tell you this. In 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 10 to 20, says, Seek you what? The kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all other things shall what? Added unto you. I want to tell you this is the summary. This is the summary of all that we talk about. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things will be added unto you. Listen, you may not need the prayers of financial breakthrough. You don't need that prayer. If you understand what this part of the scripture is saying, you don't need anybody to lay hands on you and begin to cast out at you. Because it is a bundle of package that when you keep one, you have beat all. That I love God and I have accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. You have as well picked up liberation. He says, Behold, the old things have done what? Passed away. And new things are here. He says, Are you not seeing it? That I have started a new thing, even in your life. The reason why you are in that pit, the reason why you are trapped in that mud, is because you are not convinced of your decision about Matthew 6 33. Seeking the face of God and his righteousness, so that all other things shall be added unto you. I'd like to tell you this. As humans, Sometimes we accept him and then we miss our steps. He said that we have an advocate in Jesus Christ who speaks on our behalf, bringing us to the point of righteousness and holiness. It is only Jesus that can do this for us. So it doesn't matter how leprous you have become. It doesn't, happen, it doesn't matter how many years you have been in the leprosy. But just one moment, Jesus wipes away your leprosy. He says, come now and let us reason together. So it doesn't matter what has happened in the past. Today is a new day. Praise the Lord. So if you can accept him again and reconcile with Jesus, you are picking a bundle of all that he has promised. You don't need to go to the east and west, north and south. He says, seek me and you will find me. If you have Jesus, you have everything. Shall we not have I don't know how many of us here who have been leprous. How many of us who have been held down in the pits? And how many of us who are bound in the very place that you can't step out of it? You are trapped by the nets. And tonight the Lord wants to break the nets for your escape. I like you to begin to talk to him as it concerns you. You need to reconcile with him if you have not given your life to him. You can as well say, Lord Jesus, I come to you as a lost son. I ask that you forgive my sins as I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. As a man, I do not have the strength to keep myself. He says, how can a man keep his ways except the Lord? Father, tonight I pray for everyone who has prayed this prayer in their sincere hearts. Lord, that your grace will be sufficient for them. Lord, that your grace will be enough for us. 
that we will not go back to our vomits, that we will not go back to those things that have held us back. Lord, tonight as we have received you and reconciled with you again, we pray for our final impressions in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for our salvation. Lord, we pray that you will reposition and you will restore us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, as well, I want to pray for all the people who are here who are hopeless before now, who shed secret tears in the night, who in their prophecies, Lord, they have given up and have lost hope. I pray especially, Lord, that you will restore them. You will restore them. You will restore them in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for direction. I pray for your revelation. Lord, you will show them the way to go and will cause them to follow in the mighty name of Jesus. Sicknesses and diseases, we pray that you cease in your strength from now on in the name of Jesus. Lord, in your presence, mountains they melt like wax. Tonight, I pray that every health challenge that has posed itself as a mountain, let it be melted in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Father, I announce the freedom which only you can give. He said, whosoever you set free, that he is free and free indeed. Tonight, we are free in the mighty name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen. Amen.